0: Another edition of outside shots presented by The lines.com. My name is Eli Herskovich. You can follow The Lines on Twitter at TheLinesUS and before we get started, remember to give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell to get notifications whenever The Lines releases a new sports betting video on any market including the NBA draft. And without further ado, it's time to introduce Jay Billis, who started for Coach K in all four seasons at Duke from 1982 to 86, and he helped lead Duke to the '86 National Championship game, and he's been an ESPN college basketball analyst all the way back since 1995. How's it going today, Jay? Going well. How are you? Doing good, and excited to break down the draft with you, and we're going to get into the second pick, the fifth pick. Maybe even some top 10 long shots and along with some other college basketball nuggets here quickly. But Victor Wembanyama already looking at NBA Rookie of the Year odds. A minus 235 favorite to win the 2023-2024 NBA Rookie of the Year. And a lock at this point to go to the San Antonio Spurs. What do you expect from him in year one, Jay?
1: It's not just year one. I mean you're looking at, at a player that has a chance to be transformational like he's Hall of Fame great uh, certainly has that ability level so he could he could be a game changing type player and there's a number one pick every year but there's not a player like this and uh, and I've not seen anyone like him in my lifetime. He's uh, he's truly unique.
0: And heading over now to the second pick. Scoot Henderson and Brandon Miller have been flip-flopping back and forth. Now it appears that Miller is a consensus favorite to go second overall to the Charlotte Hornets. Do you expect that to happen, A, and who would you take with that pick?
1: I think the Hornets are going to take Brandon Miller of Alabama. I don't know about the flip-flopping thing, and I don't know who's flip-flopping them. Uh, only one <laughs> team has the pick, and it's Charlotte. And, uh, and Miller is the better shooter. Uh, he's certainly bigger at six nine. Henderson is probably the more competitive dynamic. Uh, he's a, a Russell Westbrook-type athlete, type player. Uh, I'm not saying in the long run, he's going to be as great as Westbrook, but that's the at this age that's who he would compare favorably to at that age. So um he's really, really talented. He's not the shooter that Miller is uh, certainly not yet. Uh, I think he can get better as a shooter, but that's not that's not the strength of his game right now.
0: and looking now at the number fifth overall pack with the Pistons, Cam Whitmore and Jairus Walker appear to be competing for that spot. So similar to my question to you about Miller and Henderson, who do you expect to get picked and who would you take with the selection?
1: Well, I don't know who's going fourth. So we, you know, we kind of jumped ahead. So who goes fourth depends on who you take fifth. And, uh, and there are a number of talented players, you know, Amanda and Asar Thompson, Um, you know, Cam Whitmore may be gone by then uh, from Villanova um you know you mentioned Jairus Walker from Houston uh Taylor Hendricks of Central Florida is certainly a possibility Anthony Black of Arkansas there are a number of, of talented players that could go at that spot but it's hard to make the fifth pick when you don't know what the fourth one is
0: <laughs> okay so backtracking a little bit to the Rockets and for the third pick for that matter obviously trades could happen and that could be inevitable for the Trailblazers with that third overall pick trying to pair uh Start with Damian Lillard, but if we take a step back to the Houston Rockets, then with the fourth overall pick, who do you expect to land in Texas?
1: It's not what I expect. I mean, I I just, I study the prospects and uh, what the teams do, they do. So I don't, I don't do mock drafts or things like that. Um, I have Cam Whitmore. Uh, as the fourth best prospect in the draft, reasonable minds can differ on that because there are a number of good good prospects. But Whitmore had his season interrupted through injuries, but NBA body, uh, big time driver, cutter. Uh, I think he can guard multiple spots, and uh, and he can shoot it. Um, he, he's he's going to be his body is NBA ready right now, and uh, and I think he's got a chance to do very well as long as he stays healthy.
0: Makes a ton of sense, and terms of your big board, because Whitmore, while he did miss a chunk of the beginning portion of the season for Villanova, dominated for them in the latter portion of it. And when we look at some potential long shots to maybe break in to the top 10, a lot of these guys have definitely found their way into mock drafts when it comes to the lottery. But between maybe a few names, Kobe Bufkin, Grady Dick, Jalen, Huchafino, who are you highest on among those crop of players?
1: Well, I don't, I don't see any of those guys getting into the top 10. Is that what you're asking?
0: Whether it's the top 10 or if you don't expect them to go in the top 10, maybe in the lottery itself, which one of those guys are you highest on?
1: Well, they all bring something different. Uh, Grady Dick is the best shooter uh, among that crew. Uh, Kobe Bufkin plays at both ends of the floor, left-handed. Uh, really made a, a big jump from last year to this year. Uh, sort of uh, kind of a late-blooming uh, development as a player. You know, was a McDonald's All-American, but then didn't have the, the greatest of freshman year, but, uh, but really came on. And uh, very good defensively. Uh, disruptive, gets a lot of deflection steals. Uh, and he's an efficient offensive player. Um, you know, can handle it, gets to the rim. Uh, good shooter. Uh, doesn't force anything. He's got a good feel for the game. Um, so I, I, like him and Jalen Shafino is, uh, um, you know, long arm, big, big, strong guard that can get to the rim. He can score. Uh, he's not been, uh, as efficient as perhaps he needs to be. Uh, he had one three game stretch where I think he was 16 of 37 from three, but the rest of the season without that, that three game hot streak, uh, he shot in the, in the low twenties from three. But he's very, very capable, and just needs to needs to mature and tighten up his game a little bit and uh, and improve his uh, his shooting consistency. But he's got a lot of a lot of high level attributes.
0: Dan, you were speaking of his shooting potentially improving the spacing at the NBA level. Should hypothetically see those numbers start to spike. Obviously, a smaller sample size when he goes to the league. But speaking of really good shooters. Jordan Hawkins, unlikely to go in the top 10, maybe a little bit of a long shot to even go into the lottery, but when you think about what he did off ball and his ability to create space for himself and his unbelievable footwork, he ranked in the 95th percentile when it came to half-court sets, points per possession, per synergy. What do you think his NBA ceiling is long-term? Well,
1: he can shoot it and in a league that values shooting. He can move without the ball. He doesn't have to create his own shot. Um, you know, and he's got deep range and does a really good job with his feet of setting himself and getting it off quickly. So I think uh, you know, for today's NBA uh, offensively, uh, he'll be terrific. Um, you know, he's a capable defender. He's not a he's not a lockdown guy, and he's not a a, a truly like sort of world-class athlete on the defensive end but uh but he can hang and guard so uh and and you know he played at a high level at uconn while he was there and helped lead him to a national championship he was very difficult to cover because you're gonna have to you're gonna have to run a lot of distance to keep with him uh and he makes really good reads of of the defense but he's not a shot creator uh you're not gonna put the ball in his hand to say hey you know jordan go get us a shot but uh, but I think he's gonna he's gonna really do well because of his ability to shoot it in a league that that puts a premium on shooting.
0: Over to college basketball quickly, Jay and Duke, one of the favorites. Obviously, your alma mater to win the 2024 national championship. You bring back Philip Proctor, Roach, Mitchell, and the five stars: McCain, Stewart, Foster, Power. Kansas, right there with them, at least. From an odd standpoint, you bring in Hunter Dickinson and Nicholas Timberlake from Towson, who should be able to improve their perimeter floor spacing, Artario Morris from Texas. But overall, whether it's Duke, Kansas, or somewhere else on the board that you want to go, what have been some of your biggest college basketball takeaways this offseason?
1: Well, you know, you're still trying to get get used to where everybody is with the transfer portal and how pieces are going to fit together. So there's still a long way to go before we get to to college, college basketball season Uh, and the NBA. I mean, there's a lot going to go on in free agency. It's going to change the NBA. So, uh, you know, I've been concentrated on the draft, honestly, and haven't really been, you know, piecing together whether this team fits in the top 10 or whatever. Um, And uh, so I'm not, I'm not really sure how to answer that question. I mean, I'm, I'm excited about every season. (laughs) And uh, there's never been one I haven't been excited about, and I'm equally excited about this one.
0: That's Jay Billis. Reminder, you could follow him on Twitter at Jay Billis. One of the best college basketball analysts around, and we appreciate his time. Thanks so much for joining us today, Jay. Thank you. And that'll do it for this edition of Outside Shots, presented by TheLines.com. Remember to subscribe. Give the video a thumbs up and ring the bell to get notifications. Head over to thelines.com for more NBA draft content. For myself, Eli Herzkovich, thanks for watching and listening. So long, everybody.